Welcome back to Purpose Driven in Christ. This message is entitled, God Works It Out for the Good. Now, I know most of us have experienced situations where we were disappointed because something did not turn out the way we wanted to. And it was in our plans. It was the way we saw it. But for whatever reason, it did not work out the way we had planned. The beautiful part is that God prepares us in scripture for all types of things. So in Romans 8.28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. This scripture is so encouraging, especially when things are happening outside of your control. There are moments of disappointment and you're trying to figure out how good is how how God is going to bring something good out of that situation. This scripture right here should give us peace. Because now we realize that God is going to do something supernatural in the midst of something not working out the way we have planned. Now, I'm going to use um, an example from the book of Acts. So Acts 15, 36 through 41. After some time, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back and visit each city where we previously preached the word of the Lord to see how the new believers are doing. Barnabas agreed and wanted to take along John Mark, but Paul disagreed strongly since John Mark had deserted them in Pamlathea and had not continued with them in their work. Their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took John Mark with him and sailed for Cyprus. Paul chose Silas, and as he left, the believers entrusted him to the Lord's gracious care. Then he traveled throughout Syria and and Cilicia, strengthening the churches there. So here it's showing how there was a plan for them to go together, but Paul did not have peace to allow John Mark to continue with him on the journey. So in that situation, there was a split. There was a separation. And so here we have it where Paul is being reminded of a past situation in which John Mark deserted them. And so a lot of times we might have situations where people might not come through. And so now God is having to reroute, perp- like reroute whatever you were supposed to do. And in our minds, it might seem like it's a big thing, but God already knew it was going to happen before it occurred. So this is the beautiful thing about truly just casting our cares over to God because he already knows what's to occur. We're just kind of like um, experiencing 
what has already happened. So we're, it's like we're walking into the future of it. And so because they decided to go separate ways, they had to now tra- like renew their mind about what their plans were. And whenever we're in the will of God, God will continue to work things out for his good. And that's what the scripture indicates. If we um, focus on these key words here for he will work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So here we have it. I'm going to go into Acts 16, 6 through 10. So next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went on through Messiah to the seaport of Troyes. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia and northern Greece was standing there, pleading with him. Come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. So here in this text, even though Paul now is just Paul and Silas, God is still with them. The Holy Holy Spirit is like letting them, you know, know, okay, you don't go there. This is not the time. It's like they're really getting the green light to go, the red light to stop, and they're still being led despite them having to, him and John Mark, and um, not being together, right? God is still directing. It's not like the plans are based on who's on your team. No, God is still directing despite them going in two different directions to still do God's work. God is still directing. And so when they, at the end of the text, they decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling them to preach the good news there. So even though there was a difference of going two separate directions, God still had purpose for them. God was still working it out for the good. God was still blessing people in the midst of that. This is a reminder that even though things might not go as planned, if we are in the will of God, if we have a surrendered heart to him, God's purpose will not be interrupted. The people still heard from them people still grew and they were able to even grow in their own faith seeing how they had to keep trusting God to keep hearing from Holy Spirit as they were on their journey and sometimes it's not our preference and things might be more comfortable if we have the entire team or everyone who we wanted on our journey but sometimes that might not happen And so we have to be at a place of being okay, just being in the will of God and hearing from the Holy Spirit. 
And this is what happened with Paul. Paul was with Silas and they were directed. And sometimes we might even be challenged when it comes to hearing from God and making a decision that maybe a friend or a family member um, that they don't agree with, they didn't hear that from God. You heard it from God. And now you have a decision to make. Are you going to be in obedience and allow God to work it all out for the good? Or are you going to be the place of people pleasing and wanting everyone else to dictate what God is speaking to you? And so this is what's happening. So they had peace to go because they heard Holy Spirit say, this is where, this is the place to share the good news. Maybe God is also stretching his, his people, his children to trust him and not their plans because many are the plans of man, but it's God's plans that prevail. And when we get stretched and when our plans are unraveled, we have more opportunity to put our trust in him so that we can see him work all things out together for the good, for those who love him and have been called for his purpose. Another thing that we're reminded of in these situations that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. In Philippians 4.3, whenever things just look so dim and unpredictable and it, it causes you a little anxiety because you don't know what's to come, when we're reminded that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, when God leads us, He's going to be the one to lead us. And God is already working the situation out before we even get to it. God already prepared the places where Paul and uh, Silas were traveling. So the hearts of the people who were to hear the gospel, God's doing preparation on the other end. So this should give us peace to know that he prepares people. He prepares us and he prepares the people who he sends us to. He prepares all parties involved. And this is why when we just read scripture and we meditate on it, we should really allow allow the, the truth of it to be birthed in our hearts so we can be at a place of peace to not just read it and say, okay, God works things out for the good and think that that's just a great scripture. But it's truth. It's the reality of how he operates here on this earth. And when we truly believe it to be the truth, we will have another level of peace and joy when things do not go as planned because we know God has a plan. It might not be what we plan because it's many are the plans of man, right? But it's his plan that prevails. And that is when we're truly on a faith walk when we're ready to, when we're at a place of surrendering our plans and being okay with things going wrong or not turning out as expected or um, just a lot of negative things happening. 
so many people have testimonies that are impacting the lives of others because of what they went through. That is another example. What the enemy meant for evil, God is turning it around for the good. And that is an example of how when we think about Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So that should be a reminder that even though it started in a negative situation, even though you could have gone through so much and had a lot of heartache, God can take all of that negativity and turn it around to be a testimony to free somebody up in their situation. So we shouldn't really look at testimonies like, okay, why me? Why did this happen? have to happen? Could it be that God is allowing that to help somebody else in their same in that same situation? And that's why in the scripture, and, and it indicates that he causes everything to work together for the good. Not just some, like everything, like literally God connects the dots. There is nothing too big for him. It's nothing that like caught him off guard. Like, oh, wow, I didn't know that that happened. Like he literally knew it before it happened. And he's like, I'm going to take every single one of those situations. I'm going to work it out for the good so that he gets the glory for it. And that's what's happening here in this text. And so it shows that even though it, it would have been great for all of them to be together, he still was glorified in the midst of them going separate ways. And it was still for his glory. If we do not have a surrendered heart, we will not be obedient to his leading. And we will do our own thing. Therefore, things may not work out for the good if we don't love him and have a surrendered heart. So in that text, there is more connection to it. It's not just he just works out the good, you know. It's literally for those who love him. If you don't love him and you're not surrendered and you're not following him, a lot of times we're self-sabotaging the things that he wants to do because we're not being led by him. If Paul and Silas... Um, did not get the green light from Holy Spirit to go to certain places and they just did their own thing, God could have been like, you're not in my will. And so I cannot bless the situation because it's out of his will. And he says in the scripture, it talks about, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good for those, right? For those who love God. So he's not going to cause um, a person's sin to work together for the good to cause more more sin for something else. It's like that is more um, self-sabotaging. And even though in that moment, right, it, 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 you know, it's sinful, when a person decides to surrender their life to Christ and follow Christ, God is now working all that stuff that did damage to them for the good. Now they're doing the things that they that God has called them to do. And it says for those who love him, right? So now God is transitioning all of that and allowing it to work out for the good. So the question is, do we love God? 
Are we called according to his purpose? Anyone who is following Christ has been called to his purpose. So what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? This is Romans 8.31. So when God calls us to purpose, we are not bound to what is against us. Because God is bigger than any trial, any distraction, any problem. It's a beautiful journey to be surrendered in, in God's will and in the purpose that he has for our lives. Because anything that seems like it's off course, he can get us back one course and allow everything to work out for the good because we're in tune to his spirit. We've surrendered to allow him to direct our path so he wants to lead. He does not want to go against anyone's will. He doesn't want to force someone to do right. He doesn't want to force, but he can, he can supernaturally do whatever he wants to. But when we have a surrendered life, he can lead the ship the way that he truly desires where we can choose to give him the glory. That we can choose to give him the glory. So This is just an encouraging message to remind us that God is sovereign. And no matter what the situation is, he can work it out for the good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We give you the glory and honor for just being so faithful, for being so loving, for giving us instruction to understand how to live here on this earth, Lord, and truly operate the way you've called us to. And we just thank you for your grace and mercy, for even wanting to work things out for the good, even things that we could have self-sabotaged, Lord. We thank you for your grace and mercy, for just rerouting things so that we can continue to do things unto you and give you glory, Lord, as well as become more Christ-like in the midst of it. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for your redemption. We thank you for all the things you've done to help us to even be reminded of your love and faithfulness. And we just thank you for helping us to be an encouragement to other individuals to know what to say when they're going through things, Lord. And we just thank you for all that you've done. We give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you all be encouraged and reminded that there is nothing impossible with God.